Hello and welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, Associate Pastor here at High View Church, and this wonderful rainy morning, I am joined by Chad Williams and Josh Hildebrandt. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Good. Josh is rocking the new High View swag. He is. He Love is. High View store. Can I get one of those hats? That's right. You should. You should. There's there's been several members that have been rocking that stuff lately, and it's been awesome. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I've, been seen, I've, I've seen it uh, around the church. If you don't know what we're talking about, we just recently released the uh, the link to the Highview store. Uh, you can visit our website highview.tv, and up in the menu, you can click the store option. And there we have several uh, different things that you know, just different Highview swag. You can get a sweatshirt. You can get a uh, yep. hat. You can get a a water bottle, um, and represent Hobby Church wherever more, you go. More stuff on the way. Oh yeah, we'll have more, more stuff as uh, time rolls on. More things coming out. Right now, uh, you know, currently at Hobby, we're going through, uh, or we've been introducing this three-year vision of making disciples and yep. kind of recentering around that mission. You can buy some make disciples stuff, yep. uh, sweatshirt, you know, to represent. Could put a logo really on anything. That's true. Right, we could That's have, true. Have you can openers? Send in your request for what you can. What, what you want for have you swag? They they have flip they flops. Have swag for everything. We can make have you flip flops if you're. Into they have flip flops. Yeah, for your for your summer. We'll save that for beach season. Beach, yeah, for sure. That's that'll, awesome. be, that'll be a big hit. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always buy, but I buy like the dollar. Mm. I, I buy the dollar flip flop. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, I think I, it's I refuse, probably it's probably what they are. I refuse to pay like good money for for flip flops. Mm. Yeah, so Not exactly flip flop weather yet. Though. So this summer, look for the the high view uh, beach uh, set <laughs> and the can opener and the can opener. Uh, we're gonna have some swimming trunks, a wife beater, and flip flops. <laughs> It's the it's the uh, it's the PCB collection. It's the beach pack. That's right. <laughs> the PCB collection. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, yeah. So if you haven't checked out the uh, the Highview store, go ahead and grab some some of that gear. We would love to see you representing Highview Church in the wild, as we see our church members out among uh, in in the West Georgia area. Yeah. So um, it's good to be back on on the podcast. I know we've had several people mentioning that you're listening, and we're super thankful for everyone that is. If you would, please make sure you're, you're sharing these, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. It uh, helps get, get the word out so people can hear uh, more about what's going on at Highview and um, you know, hear, hear just kind of the things we're talking about as, as church leaders. Um, and, of course, we are currently in a series where we are talking through uh, the helpful book, Rediscover Church from the Nymarks guys, uh, Colin Hansen and Jonathan Lehman. And uh, today we're actually coming near the end of this this book study, this book uh, discussion we've been doing. We're actually in the, the next to last chapter, so only one more of these, and then we'll be moving on to some other some other things I think we're pretty excited about to be talking about some of our vision and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I've enjoyed our time in this book. Yeah, talking about it. it's been helpful. It's been, a, it's been very good framing kind of our conversations, I think, too. For sure. These issues. For sure, yeah. I mean, these are things that I know people – ask us questions about all the time things are, are you know our view on um, certain elements of of the church of course you know we are always thinking about uh, what the church should be about and uh, today is um, a really rather interesting kind of conversational topic which is uh, how do we love outsiders so the big question being um, who does the church really exist for does the church exist for insiders uh, believers only or does the church primarily uh, exist for those outside of its its right. doors. Um, and as we've been doing, we've uh, been reading through the definition given by these guys for what a healthy church is and looking at one uh, particular phrase each week. And so let me read through this definition for us of what a uh, healthy church is. Um, it is a healthy church is a group of Christians 
who assemble as an earthly embassy of Christ's heavenly kingdom to proclaim the good news and commands of Christ the King, to affirm one another as his citizens through the ordinances, and to display God's own holiness and love through a unified and diverse people in all the world following the teaching and example of elders. And today, uh, thinking about this idea of how do we love outsiders, we're going to be diving a little deeper into this part of the definition, which is that the church exists in all the world. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the, the chapter kind of begins with some questions about um, what the church's ultimate purpose is. And he gives a couple of examples of uh, maybe some things that people believe the church exists for. So he says that some might believe that the church is for evangelism or that the church is for good works, meaning that they were to go out and just bless the people around us by doing good things for our communities or that the, the church exists for healing. Uh, that is again, to, to show kind of the better life that's available in Christ, you know, how we treat one another, how we view our um, kind of different experiences and different elements of life, the way we treat them as Christians and to help the world see how to live this better life. Um, or just that the church exists for dispensing grace, kind of um, sharing uh, the, the gospel or kind of uh, living as salt and light you know, in the world around us. Um, so I want to throw that out to you. What are some other things you've heard people say that the church exists to do? To, like, what is the church for? Or what are some ways you've heard people talk about that? Well, I mean, I, you just mentioned most of them right there. Yeah. Um, it's usually... Um, presented at least in like the American church, I feel like it's presented as an either or proposition, Mm -hmm. you know, either it's uh, kind of this internal approach or an external approach. Um, And, and usually those, and and just for me personally, I, I I don't, um, I don't, I don't think about it that way. Um, But, you know, and I think some churches that take, for example, and they they usually have different strengths, uh, for example. So, Um, churches that are very outward focused are usually very, uh, like they're, they're, they're very uh, visible in their communities. Right. Um, they're very involved, very engaged in their communities. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, I think that's a good thing. Uh, and then churches who are, uh, I would say more, uh, internally, uh, oriented and more about Christians that are a part of that local body and that gathering, they're more internally focused. And so they're big usually on, on teaching and, doctrinal depth and yeah. you know those kind of things um but I, I think it's unhealthy honestly to think about it in those terms mm. um so when i hear this conversation i, I just um it's it's hard to uh find a, a, a view that is uh i think capturing all of what the new testament is really calling us to do right when it calls us to make disciples which is what we are called to do yeah sure. it's a really confusing way of saying i don't know don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, I, I, yes. I think that the, the question when it's posed uh, in that way, um, like what does the church ex- what, what does the church exist for in the views of mm-hmm. you know uh, people, a lot of times is you, you miss the, the correct answer because the question is wrong. Yeah, like you yeah. know everybody, uh, especially in in America, a lot of people they have a view of the church as being kind of this self serving. It betters your life, uh, which it, it does those things, but that's not mm-hmm. the purpose of it, right? And and so you know when I'm thinking of the purpose of the church. I, I don't tend to think in terms of as it relates to people yeah. a lot of times. Um, I think there's a lot of good that the that obviously the church offers people. But when I think of the purpose of the church, usually I'm thinking like Ephesians 5, like the church being a gift to Christ, the bride of Christ mm-hmm. and the glory of God. And yeah. starting from that, 
then you then you start to land in healthy places for how we interact with the church. But I think you got to start like right like there. Yeah, that's that's really good. I, I think it's kind of finding a balance because I know I've I've heard the same kind of conversation going on or, or seeing how churches approach their kind of primary mission being either to be inclusive, which is to mm-hmm. to open the doors to. Uh, try to do ministry in a way that ultimately would accept or invite in or make mm-hmm. comfortable the largest um, group of people possible, right? And which can kind of make it seem like uh, pretty shallow, right? Yeah, uh, very seeker sensitive yeah. type of. Yeah, the, the problem with that is you're 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 redesigning the church for people who who don't care about Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. just trying to appeal to those who and ultimately don't care. The yeah. only way to get people to care about that don't care about Jesus so to enjoy the church is to take Jesus out. Yeah, or introduce things that aren't fundamentally <laughs> right. biblically-based. Yeah. And then you have the other side of that equation, the other ditch, the other extreme, which is Us four no we more, baby. only exist for insiders. Yep, 100%. Yeah. It's all about you know people who are in, in the doors and forget the world. They're the problem kind of thing. I, I, the, yeah. way I, the way I like to say this, if, if you're talking using insider-outsider language, yeah. all right, the way I like to think about it is the church exists um, for the sake of making... Uh, outsiders, insiders yep. by training insiders. Yep, and that's exactly the the argument of the author right, uh, right. Of, of these guys in the, in the book is that we we are to be exclusive in right. the sense that because we've already spent a few episodes talking about membership, like we have right. categories for people that are inside or yep. underneath our right. care, right, or people that we're intentionally yep. focused on ministering to, developing, and and mm-hmm. that idea of training them to then go out and be inclusively exclusive. Right. Like yeah. we're, we're trying to, right. to include people into this exclusivity of right. what the you, church is about. Only disciples can make disciples. Yeah, exactly. I think the danger comes when we pick either one of those two extremes and we make it the ultimate end. So then we exclude the yeah. other at the yeah. expense of the other rather than saying the ultimate end is the glory of God, mm-hmm. right, through the church. And then the, both of those things become appropriate subordinate ends for that one ultimate end of, of Christ being right. glorified. So it's not really either or, it's both. But if you pick one as your ultimate end, mm-hmm. you inevitably neglect the other. Yeah. Well, I think it's more, I think it's about focus. I think it's about yeah. like, what is our primary calling? Our primary calling is to make disciples. And right. and those who um, are, um, I mean, they're using outsider language. I don't know how much I even like that idea. Yeah. Outsider, insider type language. But yeah. um, but using people who are non, non-Christians, okay, mm-hmm. um, if if again if your if your aim is to disciple people who are not followers of Jesus um, primarily that's going to be that's going to be a problem yeah. to build a church that p- they care about and uh, or that they want to be a part of you're going to have to you're going to have to de basically uh, de gospel mm-hmm. that yeah. <laughs> that entity to be attractive to people who don't care about Jesus yeah. And so, which is I, a vicious cycle because right. it just oh, gets yeah. less and less Christ centered, gospel centered, and then you just have basically a secular gathering. I think about this every Sunday when I preach. I'm unapologetically preaching primarily, primarily for the sake of Absolutely. training the disciples in the room and equipping them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Christian, with the knowledge of there are people in this room who are not Christians. Yeah, and so. While you can you can walk and chew gum at the same time on this, <laughs> yeah, like you, yeah. you really can. Like you can say I'm I'm preaching to to Christians right now with the knowledge of there's there's non Christians in the room, and that is going to um that's both of those aspects. Like pro, my primary focus is on training Christians and equipping Christians, right? And that all just ties into what your belief is of how the gospel works. 
So right. if the gospel is good news that saves sinners, yeah. and it's also good news that encourages believers, yeah. boom, it's the yeah. same meal that, that well, accomplishes what you, that's both. Right. What do you know? The Christians are equipped, and then the non-Christians can be evangelized Insane. by the exact same message. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's it. And uh, ultimately, the the authors bring this up. It kind of centralizes this idea, this mission, is around uh, the Great Commission, which we've been talking a lot about here recently, especially given our um, kind of commitment to, to realigning everything to that mission of making disciples. Um, so it's obviously worth reading this, this passage of Scripture. Um, of course, this is Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Um, now, of course, who who did Jesus give this commission originally to? To the insiders, yeah, right? To, follow, yeah, to his followers. His followers right? yeah. But ultimately, this is a message for the insiders, for the outsiders, right? right. Like, he's saying, he's saying, <laughs> insiders, your your job is to train insiders to make outsiders insiders, right? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Inside out, yeah, yeah. Right. That's, that's it. And you know, the the outsiders are are only outsiders to the extent that they're currently outsiders, right? You know, and and so I, I think it can be dangerous to have that insider outsider. Yeah, I'm not that, a big that mindset fan of that. because it's you know I, I don't know who who the people are out there that that Christ uh, is going to save one day, and so you know the way I view it is well, we were all once outsiders, right? That we were made all, insiders. We were, that's that's what First Peter talks yeah. about, right? We were all outside of mercy, outside of grace, but now we have received it. So right. I just view everyone as uh, future insiders, future uh, children of God, and treat right. them as such. Well, what the mm. what what we would have an issue with. Like the or you know or what we would be different in in terms of our philosophy ministry wise from the classic seeker sensitive model, um, right. which is waning in influence now. Yeah, yeah but it is. but it it had its day. But where we would be different is in how we want to fold in those outsiders into yeah, and insiders. how we structure our service. So our, yeah. our our service is not structured so that someone who doesn't currently see Christ as beautiful is extremely comfortable in our service. Right. Like mm-hmm. there's going to be things talked about Jesus where if you're saved, it, it really ministers to you. And if you're not saved, that might be the tool that, that leads you to Christ. But it's not so that, Hey, when you come in here, you won't hear anything that, that ruffles your feathers or, you know, that's right. not how we structure our service. Right. Right. Yeah. Like the, the whole concept of the secret sense of movement is remove anything that would be a hindrance at all from, you know, from them feeling welcome, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And, and and so you, you can do that, but you're gonna have to take the gospel out, which is the power of God and salvation. So you're just yeah. defanging and, and, and the I, whole and operation. I do, think, I do yeah. think you should remove obstacles that make people feel unwelcome because you're just being sloppy in your your you know your hospitality. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah. you can't well, remove exactly. the offense of the gospel. Well, let exactly. me give a critique. Let me give a let me give a critique for the uh, the more inward focused church. Yeah, that's more like depth, depth, depth. And I'm hey, I'm all for depth. Um. But part of that depth has to be training and equipping disciples to make outsiders insiders. Right, right. And and that's the issue, is that it becomes self-perpetuating. It becomes like Mm -hmm. so inward that it doesn't reach anyone because they're never trained to reach anyone. And they have no desire. And there's no passion or vision communicated that God, I believe, has and Jesus has for those who are not insiders to become insiders. Um, And so... Like that's what like the focus becomes on depth. In other words, for depth's sake, and not depth for disciple making sake. And there's yeah, there's this good. strange self righteousness that gets caught up in that too, because it's it's um, the outsiders are kind of dangerous 
They're, they're the ones that, you know, haven't heard the message. They're the ones that thank God we're not like them. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so we want to go deep because we've got the message right. and, and it becomes dangerous instead of this view of that's who I was, yeah. you yeah. know, before seeing yourself that way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to read from Ephesians two, uh, where this picture of becoming one in Christ, uh, really paints this incredible picture of remembering that we were at the time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Amen. But now in Christ, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So that's so true. That's that's exactly, it's a wonderful reminder. And like what Pastor Tab was just saying is there's a point, there's a further point to the mission of making disciples than just going deep or, or making a bunch of theological eggheads or making sure even that we, we know the things we ought to know because the things we ought to know create a passion for things we ought to do, which are to extend that's the gospel good. to the ends of the earth. That's, right? that's, that's really good. I'm going to put that in my next sermon on discipleship. Just quote me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you credit. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm creds. You're, yeah. you're pretty generous with the creds. I, I try to be. You are. Yeah. That's good. We'll try to be. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little more specifically. Obviously, this would be a great time to talk about things we're doing. What what are the efforts we're making toward this end to to be raising up people within the church to be a blessing to those outside of the church? Well, we encourage people to spend time in three disciple spaces. Mm. You have the worship space, yep. which is uh, the sanctuary. That's the gathering on Sundays. You have the community space. That's the living room. That's things like gospel community groups, smaller expressions of community, yeah. uh, accountability, one-on-one mentorship, whatever it might be. And then you also have uh, the teaching space, which we just launched. Yes, um, we sure did. This week, actually. Yep. Just want, launched the uh, Highview Institute and uh, training and equipping uh, disciples uh, in uh, sound theology and biblical studies and uh, biblical worldview. And, and our other focus is church on mission and spiritual growth. Right. So... Um, so yeah, all, encouraging um, members to spend time in spaces that Scripture uh, has prescribed is like these. These are ways that disciples are made and yeah. equipped, and yeah. and also even in that, reminding disciples as you're teaching on, you know, the Book of Genesis and you right. know right. something like a, a undergrad level Bible study class that this is the purpose of this is to make disciples. The purpose yeah. of this is not to just acquire knowledge. The purpose of this is to be able to share this knowledge. Right. It's to be able to equip people with this knowledge. And so uh, that, that would be, um, that's our strategy. That's our make disciples um, vision. And that's what, we're, that's what we're aiming at. We're trying to align our entire church around those three spaces and then these five focuses of theology, biblical studies, biblical worldview, spiritual growth, and the church on mission. Amen. And so uh, as we do that, um, we believe that that will equip in a holistic way disciples to make disciples to, in other words, right. take insiders, train them to make outsiders insiders. Yep. Yes. So I think it's really important to, to answer the question, what makes an outsider an insider? And, right. and it is making yeah. someone a disciple, but making an outside an insider does not mean you connect them to your church. It does That's not good. mean they get plugged in. It means it means it takes a person that used to look at the gospel and not see it as beautiful. Yeah. Now they see it as the power of God unto salvation. Right. That's an outsider to an insider. And so everything Pastor Chad just talked about are ways that we present the gospel again and mm-hmm. again and again to That's people good. so that they see it as beautiful. And they start and as they see it as beautiful, they start to proclaim the message that the yeah. gospel is beautiful. Right. And we just want more and more people proclaiming that message. That's that's really good. Um 
because I, I, what a helpful kind of thing to think about is just what you just said. We're we're about the th- the purpose of bringing people into. Obviously, we want to see Hivey Church grow. Um, we're thankful that God's been bringing a ton of new members mm-hmm. in the last several church and conferences. And, and, and of course, um, we'll get to this. I wanted to jump back to something you mentioned, Josh, a little bit later with like hospitality and how we treat guests and things right. like that. Um, but that's a great point to realize just because we've brought someone into membership of Hivey Church doesn't mean that we've completed the task of, of helping them be an insider in the kingdom. Because ultimately, that's what we're doing. We're bringing them into a kingdom, not just into our little church kingdom. Right. Or even if we just get more and more people to come to the church. Or, yeah. You know, that's, that's not... More attenders. Right, yeah. attenders, right. Yeah. It's it's about making disciples, which, yeah. which are people that see the gospel and see the work of Christ different. Right. That's really the mark of it. That's that's so hopeful and true. I was going to mention another couple of our, um, our commitments. We have these 10 core commitments that we have mentioned, we mentioned in our Knowing Hive class, and we, we explain what the church is all about. And two of those include things we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, uh, essentially missional multiplication, that we believe we are sent to share the gospel. And eventually, we want to be a church that is that was planted, who is helping plant other churches. So we believe that our uh, the mission of the church should be extending beyond just the gathering, although um, we are totally committed to gathering. We are totally committed right. to to serving and having these these ways that build the body of Christ among us. Um, and then the eighth one, the, our eighth commitment, is loving our community to live intentionally for the good of our neighbor. Um, so I wouldn't say that the mission of the church is any less than those things, sure. right? It, it's the what is the purpose, or not even the purpose, but the motivation for those things. Mm-hmm. Um, if the motivation for going out and serving your community is just to have good activities for your you know your youth, youth to do or – to have stuff on the calendar of your church, um, then I don't know if that's fully fulfilling the purpose of the church. But if we're making disciples who are intentionally living for the good of their neighbor, that's what Christ has called us to do. So that's that's seeing the the full circle of how these things work together. Yeah, and I, I, we have a um, a very uh, robust uh, local mission uh, strategy at the church. That's kind of centered around we have a, a food ministry mm-hmm. um, that uh, that does an incredible job and it serves hundreds of people. Uh, in our community, and what it does, like okay, so how does that make disciples? What it does is it allows disciples uh, to to express that absolutely yeah, that generosity and that act of service towards those who are in need in our community, and that's yeah. the that's that's obeying Jesus, being salt and light. So it provides an opportunity to do that. Yeah. While that's the individual aspect, but the there, there's a corporate aspect as well, where the church in that moment is is become is is being the salt and light collectively yeah. in this community. And so actually, uh, I think I've told you guys this, but uh, I did the uh, invocation at a city council mm-hmm. meeting uh, back towards the end of last year. Right. And, uh, and what, what they wanted to talk about was, was that ministry. Food pantry. Yeah. Like the, mm. that it had made an impact in our community and, and wow. that it was, uh, you know, it had, it had been a real blessing to our community and that was part of our reputation mm. was, was that. And well, that well, what a wonderful testimony. That's that's right. you know, that's what we're talking well, about. Well, part of that's you awesome. know good works ministries like that is you know the pastors here they will see your good works and yeah. glorify your Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. So so the end of good works is discipleship, which you know discipleship. Right. The whole point of that is to make more people that glorify God. Um, so you know it, it's all connected together. Uh, right. Really, right. Every, everything we do it's it's to make outsiders insiders right. to make Christ followers. That's it. And and a, another kind of scripture that, that comes to mind is this idea that we are to to give a defense 
for the reason, for the hope that's within us. But the context of that is people asking you about Mm -hmm. the hope that's within you. And the question, I guess, would be, how would they know? How do they know that there's hope within us? Hopefully it's because that hope is making an impact on the world around us. We're, we're shedding gospel light and we're being uh, influences, not just through, obviously we want to have gospel proclamation, uh, but being the hands and feet of Jesus, uh, serving and, and showing this better kingdom that we're a part of and how it can impact the world. Um, and part of that I want to go back to is our, our efforts at Highview and as any local church should have to, to have good like guest services, right? To have uh, ways that we are making people feel welcome. Like I think that uh, I don't know that you guys have, um, have you experienced any, any churches that just do a terrible job of, of kind of the making people feel welcome? Yes. What, what does that feel like when you, when you experience that, what does that feel uh, like to you? Cold. Yeah. Um, aloof. I'll use that word. Mm-hmm. Like just like unconcerned yeah. with, you know, um, and to me that like how you treat a guest, whether they know Jesus or not, like how you treat a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is some of my Chick-fil-A stuff coming out, but did you, right. you used to work at Chick-fil-A? I, I did for a little wow. while. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like that, how you treat a guest says a lot about your own heart. Like your your mm-hmm. the heart of hospitality and service that you have. Yeah. And making someone feel welcomed that is coming into a, a for mm. a foreign environment that they're not like, that is a very godly thing to do. Yeah. So I've, I've been to, to churches like that for sure. Um, some of the churches I've been to like that, you know, you, you just, you don't feel welcome almost like, Oh, who's, who's this new person. Then you sit down and you hear the sermon and, and maybe there's not much gospel in the sermon that that's not too big a loss. But, mm. but the thing that, that concerns me a lot of times is some of these churches that have a wonderful gospel proclamation in their sermon they it's so sad for them then to drop the ball yeah not at the that most critical point right but at a far less important point if you will sure but but in some ways these things are linked together yeah. so so we lose the opportunity mm-hmm. to really present the gospel because we fair we failed at a far less important thing yeah and that that's just that's sad well, to it's me. it's about removing i think you even mentioned this earlier removing those other offenses mm-hmm. that just should be no brainers like Having friendly faces at the door, and I wouldn't say that these things are, um, you know, I've heard people talk about kind of the hospitality stuff as almost being unnecessary. Like just, just gather and preach the word, and you know, people will come if they come. But I, I really think it's an expression of our view of who God is and what He's called us sure. into, and and how we display the love of Christ really matters because it's us putting our discipleship into practice, and that's us putting to, our faith yeah, into practice. That's not to say that if you have no hospitality. And you preach the gospel every week. Someone may show up in your church one sure. day and get saved, but that that's not the point. Though yeah, you know, like exactly. if, if we're asking ourselves, how can we be good stewards of this? Um, you know, and when we've been entrusted with you know, uh, you know, a church, and we work mm-hmm. at a church, and you have a team of people, then give your efforts into removing obstacles so so people will be in those seats. Yep. To, to your point earlier, if uh, if you have a church that believes that the you know, in the, the, the parable Jesus gives of the, the prodigal son coming home and, and mm-hmm. how the, the father reacts. Right. Like if you believe the gospel is primarily a story about God welcoming those who are far from him, not because of anything good in them, right. uh, not because they've done anything, but because he is, is gracious and kind and, and sovereign over all things. And then, and so that, that's the, that's what we're presenting about God, that God is the one who who acts that God is the one who welcomes like yeah. you 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 don't come to him God comes to you kind of thing, and then we then in our hospitality or the way we we interact with with guests or with the community 
communicate that God is not that way right? yeah. to your point earlier. Yeah. It's inconsistent with that. So shouldn't churches that have the highest view of the gospel be the most hospitable? And exactly. yet to your point earlier, a lot of times it's the opposite. It's churches that have a, just don't seem to have a really robust view of right. the gospel are like nail it on excellence sure. when it comes to hospitality. Yeah. yeah. And so like what, you know, what, what's that about? Like, where's that disconnect? And I think that, like there's an onus on us uh, as as those who who are say we're gospel centered mm. to make sure that there's consistency in our lives and in our ministries uh, in how we live and what we say about the gospel. Yeah. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I think it's a I think it's something honestly that churches like us should be constantly repenting of. Yeah, like I really believe that. Like I, I think I think it's a I think it's yeah. a subtle sin issue. Sure. Even, um, the, well, the way we think about it sometimes. I mean, I would say it. We shouldn't be surprised when people don't love the God in our sermons when we've given him a bad reputation in the lobby. That's pretty good. You know, or, or in our lives, like in, yeah. the, in our jobs, like when in our homes, you know, why would we expect that people would listen to the things we and have to say about God? Now, I know what you're you know? not saying. Yeah. You're not saying that, that the gospel is what, that if you get, if you have, God if, if, if a smiling <laughs> yeah. person hands you a cup of coffee, that's as powerful as the gospel no, message absolutely or not. that you're, Oh, I'm converted now. But how, yeah. how sad because yeah. a person rolls out and never but, hears the gospel right, because we were jerks. Yeah. What he's exactly. saying, yeah, what you're saying exactly. is it, it should adorn the gospel it, they're yes. about to hear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not in any way fog the the mirror of this right. deal. So I, right. I think it's about energy and like what you're investing energy in as a staff and a team. You know, like if you get to a place where you're you you view this issue and you see it, hey, this is an issue. We need to be nice to in, to out to outsiders to people visiting. I hate that word outsiders, mm-hmm. but but we need to be gracious and guest. kind to guests. Yeah. Yes, if yeah. if that's your view, and then your whole strategy as a staff and a church devotes all of your energy into making sure that happens. Yeah. That's that's dangerous. Okay. But if if you're on the other extreme, if you're we love the gospel, we love the gospel. We're not going to devote really mm. any energy or strategy to that, and people just need to show up, and the gospel is just going to do its work. That sounds really great, but it's foolish mm. to, to, to think that way as a staff. I think, and just as a church body, so Definitely. invest time and energy, not because the gospel needs our help, so to speak, but because the gospel has changed us and yeah, has called good. us to treat people that way. Hospitality. Gospel hospitality flows downstream from gospel Change. proclamation yeah. and yep. transformation. That's right. Yep. And it, it flows. It's not the other way around, but it does right. flow downstream. And if you're not seeing that downstream, there's reasons to question whether or not you really believe in gospel proclamation and gospel transformation, I believe. Right. Yep. That's good. Very cool. Well, I would um, encourage anybody listening to uh, join the connect team. Join the connect team. This is a <laughs> just a, a thirty minute ad for yeah. Highview Connection Ministry. <laughs> That's great. Um, that is something we're we're aiming to to continually build uh, a culture of here at, at Highview. And I know that I've I've heard people say because I get I get the opportunity to talk to a lot of our guests and and see where they're at as far as their experience of Highview. And uh, one thing I know our people do pretty well is is they're they're pretty welcoming. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I would encourage if you're from Highview and you're listening, uh, talk to a guest this week, show yeah. the love of Christ, um, put on a, a lanyard if you want to be on the connect team. And, yeah. And uh, we have, and we, we have some of the, uh, some of the kindest, most generous, welcoming people that are already serving on that team. We do. Yeah. Um, and we just, we want to continue to see that, um, multiply throughout the church. Absolutely. Sure. And if you're not in the Highview area in the West Georgia area, find a church that is committed to these things. Of course, we're, we're talking about um, what a healthy church looks at, looks like. And of course, these are things that we're aiming at. These are things we're aiming to, to be 
better at. And maybe that starts with you. Maybe that starts with you um, being a disciple who's intentional on making disciples and extending this this gospel message to the world around us, to those who are, quote, outside of the the body currently, uh, who just might be um, somebody you get to lead to uh, to the Lord, to, to uh, a loving appreciation and, and seeing the beauty, as Pastor Josh said, of the gospel and its effects in our hearts and lives. Yeah. So Amen. very cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Hive podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you. And uh, we hope that uh, you are, as we said at the beginning, giving us likes and ratings and reviews because it helps us feel better. And, and it helps us feel th- better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're, we're, our identities aren't wrapped up in how well this podcast does. <laughs> no, please um, like it. Yes. Help us, help us know the inside that this came is out there a little, yeah, bit. a little bit. No, um, we are thankful to everyone who comes up and says that they are benefiting from these. Share things this with sure. outsiders. Share this podcast with outsiders. And don't call anyone an outsider. That's true. Yeah. yeah I'm with you. No more outsider talk after, uh, after we get done with this chapter. Yeah. For sure. Um, well, we're thankful again that you're listening to us. And uh, if you are enjoying it, definitely share it. And uh, we will see you in the next one. <laughs>